Podcast episode 214. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And my word, it feels good to be interviewing people again, especially when they're great folks like the guests I have today. Jason Bailey, Brett Zardi, two of the founders of Old 121 Brew House. I know them well. I did a campaign for them to help them with their rollout. And they are now here after two months in business talking to me about what it's like running your own brewery. God, what a fantastic conversation with a couple of great folks. That's why I do this show. You know, I took about six weeks off from doing the show and thought about it off and on. Wasn't sure if I was going to get it going again. But after last week's episode of letting it all hang out and telling you about what I've been going through, the walk uphill that it's been, and finally crawling out of the hole of depression, I am energized by what I'm doing once again. And I'll tell you, one of the things that really helped me crawl out of that hole was doing this campaign for Old 121 Brew House. I put together a media relations plan and a rollout strategy for them, and they hit it out of the park. One of the reasons is they said, hey, we don't know this stuff. This is why we hire people to do things that we're not good at. And the best part about having clients like them is they take your advice. They take your counsel. And particularly in what I do, that's not always the case. People go, yeah, I know how to write. I know how to talk. This is my business. I know exactly what it is. I help you get to that one message that is going to make a difference for you and for the people coming in the door. We get it dialed in. That's what this is about. Telling a story. Figuring out what differentiates you from your competition. This is Denver, after all. We're talking about the metro Denver area. There are roughly what? Eight zillion breweries out there. Why should you go to Old 121 Brew House? And I can tell you, these guys are focused on their community. They want to make a difference. They want to create a neighborhood gathering place. They want to be a part of Lakewood. And what they've discovered is there are deep roots in Lakewood, people who care very much about it. People who were born in Lakewood, started their business there, and want to embolden all things Lakewood. That's a key part of the story. Another part that we didn't even touch on in this episode is their NA program. That's right. It's craft beer, but it's also just craft beverages. Not everyone wants to drink beer. Some people can't drink beer. So how do you service them? They put just as much effort into their craft sodas and their partnerships with Tico Tea, having iced tea on draft, having a wide selection of beverages for those who maybe don't want a drink, or maybe you don't feel like having a drink, but you want something that's good. Not just this lukewarm cooler of water in the corner that's just sort of there, you know, it's like, oh, you don't drink? Well, we have water over here. Wow, great, thank you. I feel fantastic now coming in here. No, it's the opposite at Old 121 Brew House. They have put a lot of care and a lot of craft into their non-alcoholic offerings, and you should really check them out. You can find out more about them on the John of All Trades companion blog piece. That's J-O-N of all trades dot U-S. And if you're interested in a campaign, if you have a business or an organization that needs its story told. Maybe you're not reaching the right people. Maybe you're not doing the right avenues. Maybe your messaging is just a little bit off. Hit me up. My company is Deft Communications, and I am damn good at what I do. You can find me on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Media relations is a small part of it. 
Getting the messaging right is a small part of it. I do training. I do content development. I do engagement. And I do podcasting. Those are all fancy ways of saying I can help your organization tell its story in a way that needs to be told. So hit me up. I'm ready to work with you. D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Now then, enough about me. Let's get back to putting the focus on my guests. And I'm working really hard to curate and cultivate a fantastic lineup of you that makes this show worth doing. I hope you get just as much out of it as I do. The only thing I ask, help spread the word. Everyone, whether they know it or not, is in the promotions business. So if you see this come across your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or whatever, give me a like, give me a retweet, give me a share, give me something, just show some love and help this show grow because I think what we do here matters and I am infinitely grateful for you listening to me right now and anything you're willing to do to help spread the word. But as for now, let's get to the episode. I've got Jason Bailey. He is the head brewer. I've got Brett Zardi. He runs the front of the house at Old 121 Brew House. They are both two of the four founders of this amazing new brewery out in Lakewood. You need to check them out. And their episode starts right now. Right now, I've got two different kinds of citrus in two different tanks. Uh, Mexican lager that we put fresh lime zest in. That one's just about to finish up active fermentation. And then got a grapefruit IPA that we did in yeah. collaboration with one of our founders. I really I really dropped some grapefruit in there. Okay, good. <laughs> um, that, as far as citrus flavors in beer, is probably up there for me. Yeah. I'm Man, the, the lime had me worried. At first, because of the way it came through, it came through really strong. I was like, oh, this is not going to be a balanced beer at all. <laughs> uh, but it's it's turning really nice. I maybe will put a little bit less grapefruit in the next round okay. of grapefruit IPA. All right. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Because when you launched, and it's interesting to me, because when you launched, you launched with a pretty basic setup, right? Lager, red ale, stout, pale ale. And now, you know... Things have evolved, and you're brewing, obviously, with your founders, which I think is a really cool concept that we'll get into here in a minute. But how is it brewing with adjuncts versus you know doing more of a standard kind of recipe? I don't know. It's weird because everybody's got – when you're doing research and trying to figure things out and looking for how much – like what's a good starting point dosage rate-wise just so you can ballpark a recipe and not completely blow it out the first <laughs> right. time, everybody's got a different answer for that. So you kind of have to go with your gut a little bit on that and – kind of compare that to what you're seeing, but it's fun. Yeah. I, I honestly, I didn't see any of this stuff coming down the line, all this extra stuff that we were ended up doing. Like there's been a lot of things that we've just been like, Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, let's do that. Cause you know, I think maybe I mentioned this last time. Like I have never perceived myself as the creative one or like, okay. I figured all that stuff would be coming from Brett, but the situation has hmm. really made it happen for us so it's just kind of been like cool we're just gonna go with this so well it's funny in my career i've gotten thrown into the deep end a bunch of times where all of a sudden i'm like 26 years old managing my own accounts or all of a sudden someone leaves and you have to step up and do a job that you weren't necessarily prepared for but i found those times of my career were most rewarding so now that you're sort of head brewer has that been rewarding for you having to jump into things that you weren't expecting and having to exercise some creativity very Right now, it's been very stressful, too. I mean, sure. like, full disclosure, it's been stressful because I, I started thinking a lot about that 
cheesy bullshit saying where everybody's like, well, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> that's if horseshit. You, if you do something you love, you're a slave to it, and it's going to take years <laughs> off of your life. Like, that's what I'm starting to learn. But, I mean, it's all good, but it's always been like that, yeah, for me too. I mean, those when you beat your head against the wall, you should be taking some knowledge with you. You're learning yeah. something on those days. And the stress is coming from the fact that it's it's higher – you know, it's higher risk now because it's high stakes, man. You guys it's got, all on us. You got it's, skin in the game. Yeah. I mean, you're not doing this on someone else's nickel. I mean, you kind of are. You have investors and you have, <laughs> you know, people that you have to pay back. But ultimately, I mean, it's your nuts on the chopping block. Yeah. I mean, that's legit. And Brett, don't feel like uh, you can't jump in here, by the way. <laughs> <I'm> good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, I'll, to, to speak to that just a little. Yeah, it's it's stressful in a very different way. Mm. Um I think Jason and I have talked, you know, one on one about this, about figuring out our dynamic and how we work well together, and how that's been different and new for us, and how, you know, there's perceived, uh, I think, perceived attitudes and and perceived feelings about how one of us how one of us is feeling about how things are going, and I mean, we're just under different stresses. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all worked in in stressful jobs before, and we've been in stressful situations with beer before. But it's just, you know, it, it was a, a kind of stress that we we thought we were 100 percent prepared for. Now we're just feeling feeling it in a different way, and so we're reacting to things in a different way. Well, I mean, it, did you guys play sports growing up, Brett? I know you did, yeah. Jason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one of the things I always think about is my best sport was swimming, and no matter what, anytime I was on the block uh, getting ready to swim the hundred fly, I knew it was going to hurt at the end. It, it was always going to hurt and never not hurt. That's a tough race. That's a very physically demanding race. But the anticipation of that was so much different than when I got in the water. And once you actually get in the water, or I've heard our friend Jamie say, I, I asked him, were you nervous before football games? And he said, yeah, until you hit someone. And once you hit someone, mm-hmm. you're kind of in it. But then the stresses are different. And you can anticipate and you can plan this as much as you want. But until you're in it, you'll never know the exact stresses that they're going to be. Is that fair to characterize it that way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, now that you guys are in it. So, okay. This is Jason Bailey and Brett Zardi, two of the principals at Old 121 Brew House. And it feels weird interviewing you again because we've done this in a professional setting. And I've sat with you during how many different types of print interviews and radio interviews. And I mean, all, all sorts of them. And the media blitz is in probably not something you were necessarily prepared for either. No, no, <laughs> I didn't. I, I mean, I don't mind talking to people. I love it, but sure. I didn't do this because I'm a big extrovert, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, anyone who's listened to this show enough can, is probably sick of this story, but I talked to a guy when I was in my corporate job, I said, Jeff, what was your major? He said, chemical engineering. And I said, okay, when you were a chemical engineering major at Texas A&M, did you ever think you'd be doing this much public relations? And he said, of course not. Like, why would I ever do that? That's not why I'm studying (laughs) this. But people want to know. So what has that experience been like for you guys, having to learn how to tell your story and get it to a place where you're comfortable doing it and it doesn't feel like you're wearing like a burlap sweater? I think for me, I've been doing a lot of the the front of house stuff. Um, And so telling the story for me early on was kind of like you spill a can of soup, like alphabet (laughs) soup, right? It all just... Boom. Yeah. Out on the table. Kind of a mess. Sure. Um, And through like the first few weeks of realizing, you know, 
what was an appropriate way to tell the story in, in the different settings on the front of house side. I feel comfortable with it now. I feel comfortable and f- it feels natural and organic. Um, yeah. At this point, like, you know, how much you want to tell and, 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 and kind of gauging what people will or will not actually want to hear instead of just, like, they're just nodding because you're still talking. Right. How much is actually necessary? Yeah, for yeah. Because some people want to know chapter and verse, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What street did you grow up on? <laughs> Were you thinking about this in fifth grade? <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if if people want that, you you need to almost let them make the invitation, though, yeah. right? So, Jason, what's it been like for you? Because I I know when we initially met, you're a little bit more reserved. Yeah. I I mean, I know Brett, and Brett can you've been in sales for how long? And so I know Brett yeah. can be very effusive and turn it on. I didn't know you as well when we got started. Yeah, and so that to me has got to be interesting. Has that been counterintuitive, or have you taken to it now? It's no, I haven't taken to it. I don't. I don't know, man. I just, He's being humble. I I get worried about getting on people's nerves. Okay. So I don't volunteer information. They can invite all day long. It has to be dragged out of me, basically. <laughs> and it's not like I just I just don't want to get on people's nerves, so I don't it, talk about it. <laughs> is is that a paradox for you though? Like, do people ever say? You're getting on my nerves with how little you're willing to be forthcoming here. Oh, my, my girlfriend knows nothing about this <laughs> until she talks to Brett or one of our friends or gotcha. something. She's always like, I didn't, you didn't tell me about this or that and the other. I'm like, oh, yeah, it, I'm, yeah that's happening. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, yes, that's all true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, so has that been helpful to you? I mean, once you are forced to be in the media spotlight, you end up under the microscope and you think about yourself in a new way. Has that recontextualized the way that you two perceive yourselves or each other? I mean, no, because I mean, just like you said, just knowing Brett, I knew he was going to be better at this shit than I am. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, as far as each other, me, I do feel like I'm handling it better than I thought I would going into it. I mean, it's one of those things that I built up in my mind. I was like, oh, no, because I mean, I have to remind myself constantly everybody hasn't heard this as many times as I've said, yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're asking now because they want me to say it again. And it's just like, well, okay. I think, you know, I th- I'm not joking at all when I say Jason's being humble because right. he really has, I mean, so this is why we started doing this because we love talking about the things in our daily lives and, and having beers and just talking it, you know, talking through stuff, hashing it out. And so that's a side of Jason that I've always known and I know is there and, and, you know, loves to get super technical and dissect things in the, in the, the spotlight as, as you, you know, put it in context, that's not necessarily Jason where Jason wants to jump right in, but it's becoming more and more natural. I, I, I think, and just hearing Jason's excitement when he's sitting on the other side of the bar and a regular asks a question and. Six weeks ago, Jason would just sit quietly and drink his beer, and now Jason's engaging and, and answering, like feeling free to jump right in and answer the question right. before I even have a chance to. Um, and so it may not even be something that you know, that Jason realizes is happening, but it's definitely there. And I think, again, it's just part of us all growing into our, our new roles. And that's also part of the stress, too, is you know, you can't be criticized for something if you don't ever say anything, you mm. know, yeah. you, you can't, you can't be that's picked right. apart for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's I, a different stress too, that it's like, all right, if I say this, then it's out there, you know? Right. Well, I mean, what's that old cliche? It's, uh, better to keep your mouth shut and be perceived a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that is an old cliche and one that I think, uh, it is, 
a, a savvy strategy oh, indeed. In, in a certain context. But I, I also yeah. had this leadership coach tell me one time, uh, a weakness is just a strength overused. And so if, if you lean on a strength that you have too much, then all of a sudden that becomes a weakness and that becomes a drawback. Like let's say you're a very smart person. You rely on your intelligence. You lean on that too much, you become this know-it-all prick. You're a one-trick pony. That everyone hates, right? So if you remain silent too long, then all of a sudden you know, you're, you're almost bringing nothing to the table. So finding that balance I think has been really interesting. And I can tell you from personal experience watching you guys go through this, watching you grow into the confidence of telling the story, all it takes is some at-bats. And I think you guys got yeah. there. Yeah, a little muscle memory helps. Yeah. That's that's for sure. I mean, like getting those neural pathways just a little bit more well-worn. And so to that end, I'm not going to ask you to tell the origin story again because you've told that in virtually every format. And if you want to know about Old 121 Brewhouse, just Google it, okay, because I did my <laughs> yeah, job effectively there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and got you guys in front of a lot of media. Um, what I will ask you is we're what now, two months in? Yeah, just over, yeah. What has been most surprising to you in those two months? Uh, people like it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is it the, like it no, has been surprising, but it has been really, it's been really surprising how good it felt and to have not been aware of it while it was going on. But now that things are out and we know, and some of this has been answered, the ease. Oh, okay, cool. Right. Now we're working. Oh yeah, now you can exhale, right? Yeah. There's, yeah. It's not so hypothetical anymore. Right. <laughs> the hypothetical will kill you, won't yes. it? Because it's almost like uh, the you know there's your dream comes true, but in some ways that's a nightmare, right? Because all of a sudden it's no longer hypothetical. It's out in the world for people to judge, for better or worse. Which is terrifying on a total different scale, but it's <laughs> I, I can handle that one a little bit better than for the sure. unknown. <laughs> well, I remember when we were getting started, and Brett, I'm going to come to you here in a second, mm -hmm. but when we got started, you were telling me how much you hate Untapped, um, the, the <laughs> app Untapped, um, and I can understand that from a brewer side because you get people who come in who have never created a thing in their life, and they come in and go, like, why would someone check in a beer for three and a half stars and say, meh? Like why? Why even put that into the all, world? All That's... I rate things is three stars, so this is a three star. Yeah. Cool, thank you. Yeah, it's like wow. Thanks for coming in. Uh, you know, I I have a guy that I'm friends with on Untapped who I don't think I've seen him give a rating lower than two point seven five, or higher than four stars. And it's like I know what you think you're doing, but you've just adjusted the scale. There's five ratings in there. That's one to five stars there, guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're already adjusting the averages and doing all that stuff in their algorithms. You don't have to. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know you think you're being cute with this, but seriously, like, yeah, yeah. give me a break here. Brett, what's been most surprising for you? I think part of this leads back to the amount of front of house that I've been doing, and, but also the amount of community engagement and involvement that has just kind of organically fallen, fallen my direction and onto my plate. There's a deep, deep network in Lakewood, in Lakewood yeah. of of people who are very hardcore Lakewood, um, who grew up in Lakewood, love Lakewood, you know, have started their businesses in Lakewood like us on purpose by and choice. Really, really want to support the other people. Yeah, that doing that. they ride or die for Lakewood. Absolutely. Huh? Wow. Um, and I mean, it's not that I didn't expect there to be some like really hardcore neighborhood centric fans of our beer and our product, but you know, we recently tapped a beer that we made uh, a coffee stout with village roasters a coffee roaster up the street from us mm -hmm. 
And just in the, the word of mouth that was getting around the week before we tapped it, it was all these people came out of the woodwork. They were like, hey, is the Village Roasters beer on yet? Like, no, no, it's coming next week, you know. And folks that were like, well, anything that they say, we're, we're going to come and drink. Like, wow. We, didn't, we, didn't, we knew there was a brewery here that's cool and all because there's breweries all over. Right. But they <laughs> said the they Denver were, metro area. Yeah. yeah. They, said, they said they were participating in this project with you guys, so we're coming. Like, yeah. when is it? And, and so that's been, you know, really uh, kind of stimulating to see this this – we are a neighborhood watering hole. It's a neighborhood brewery and the neighborhood's turning out and it's just deeper and thicker. And the connections, the, you know, between like Alameda high school teachers that hang out and do their FAC at our brewery and the green mountain high school teachers that all worked at Alameda at one point, (laughs) like it's just this really close, close network of people, um, that are folks over at the heritage center. Yeah. The the Lakewood heritage center. It's getting our feet in the door with everybody else in Lakewood government and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a really, really tight knit circle. And, uh, I think there were probably some people who were hesitant to dive right in and tell us who they were and what they were doing and, uh, or what they, how they're involved in the city until they tried our beer and then maybe came back another time. And then now that the, the doors are opening and we're starting to see these connections from people who was like, oh, I remember seeing you, you know, week one, week two. And it's like a city councilman. Right. Uh, and it's, you know, a gentleman who runs the an entrepreneurial growth company in the area. And it's like, okay, these guys have been coming in and, and sharing their their um, networks with us little by little. And now the doors are really starting to open. Nice. Um, and we're starting to see like, wow, there's some really deep connections here that we can we can become a part of. So that's been super surprising. It's more than it's... You know, it's more than just the neighborhood and, and the folks within it. It's the relationships in between all of those community members and how far they reach. Yeah, the That's interconnectedness. Yeah. And I wouldn't know that about Lakewood either, but I don't live there. Right. Right. And so I think we take for granted that other communities have what you perceive your own community to have. Mm-hmm. Right. That exists everywhere. And until you actually get in there and jump in with both feet, you'll never, ever know that. Yeah. And it speaks to a point, Brett, that you brought up to me. We were talking on the phone like a week or two ago about playing nice in the sandbox. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Getting along. And I'm struck by a couple of things. One is when we launched, and I was helping you guys tell your story, you know, you talked about wanting to be in the neighborhood like that and work with Rotary and Heritage Center mm-hmm. and, you know, getting deep in the community. But you also mentioned other brewers, mm-hmm. and I think there's a perception, or at least there was a perception in craft beer that everyone got along and played nicely. You know, there's collab fest and things like that. Yeah. But you guys actually walk that, and you talked to me about guest taps, and a couple of things I, I want to highlight here. One, when you launched, you had your collab with Grateful Gnome, mm-hmm. which I just went to for the first time. I'm ashamed that it took me that long to get there, but it was terrific. Right on. Um, really enjoyed their beers, so give them a quick shout. Uh, oh, yeah. And there was a photo that I saw of you uh, at, I can't even remember what fest, but you're standing there right next to Westfax, mm-hmm. right? And so you tag them on Facebook. And yeah. it's like, look, we're in the same neighborhood, right? We could be perceived as competing for the same set of customers, yet there you are. It's like, hey, we're here together. We're supporting our community. Can you speak more to that philosophy? Yeah, absolutely. So Anthony from Westfax, he's the owner of Westfax, was pouring with us at uh, the... Memorial Day March and Freedom Fest down at Douglas County Fairgrounds. Uh, that's the the photo that you're talking about. And we had invited him to come out to that festival with us and, and pour beers. And it was our first chance to kind of 
reach out within the Lakewood beer community and do something together. We've known Anthony for a long time, uh, since he was actually before he opened his doors. You know, with the the ramp up and some of the delays that we had, we didn't have an opportunity to really, before we launched, get the feelers out there and and work together. So, you know, it was an opportunity to check in, say, hey, we're open, we're feeling good, we have our feet under us now, let's hang out and pour some beers together. Um, and he was excited about it. He didn't even, you know, I asked the question, he didn't even hesitate. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll pour. I think for us, you know, working well within the, the Lakewood brewing community is also partly just respecting people's, what, what they're doing with their product and and what they want to do with their brewery. So, you know, we had a relationship with Anthony. He's doing what he's doing. He's doing it a mile away and, and that's fine. That's, you know, whatever he's got going on is really his neighborhood. And, and we're doing it, you know, a mile to the south in a completely different neighborhood. Although it's all within Lakewood. Sure. And there's quite a bit of overlap. I mean, we have lots of customers that drink at Westfax regularly and now vice versa. I'm sure the you know, he's starting to see some of our regulars in, in his tap room. So, you know, it's about being good neighbors and supporting each other in the small business role. Um, but also... Whatever he's got going on is what what he has going on. It doesn't necessarily have to be something we approve of, disapprove of. We don't have to like every style of beer he's making. He doesn't have to like what we're doing. Sure. Um, It's just about being a good neighbor and just being a decent person. Right. Well, you're not looking to start the fucking Hunger Games here, right? (laughs) Like to expect people in 2019 to be totally monogamous with one brewery is a fool's errand. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, why not get along? And uh, you guys aren't... I think the point I want to underline here is you're not out to slit any throats. No. Right? No. I mean, I mean, that was something that we wrote into our business plan when we were going through all this stuff. It's like, you have to address how many breweries there are, you know, around here when you're doing that just to prove that you have thought about it. And our take on that relationship is that being a part of that community, like, Everybody gets enriched by that. That's how ideas get exchanged. That's how people learn new techniques. That's yeah. how all of this stuff gets communicated. If people don't want to do that, that's also fine. Right. But it's on the table, but nobody's going to be, you know, talking shit or yeah. tittering be- about anybody behind their back. You know, they're doing their thing. They open their doors on their own, and we're all just trying to do what we want to do. Yeah. yeah. There's not going to be any any hurt butts in our house if we don't get invited to, like, to brew on a collaboration with other Lakewood breweries or, you know what I right. mean? Or, or by any particular Lakewood brewery, I mean, everybody's got their own thing going on. Um, we, and we fully support it. And when it's appropriate, want to work together. Um, but we've been doing this a long time. And for us, you know, those sorts of opportunities, we want them to be meaningful. We want it to be a growing and learning experience and not just like a photo op. Um, right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you don't want it to be facile. Yeah. I mean, in in my business, so, I mean, there's a zillion communications consultants out there, right? And I don't need to talk shit about any of them. Like, that's, I think that's a misperception. People who perceive the world as having a, a scarcity mindset, I think they're missing the point. There's enough kind of here for all of us. You yeah. know, I, I'm not looking to build an empire here. And one of the things that struck me when we met initially was you said, we're not looking to take over the world. Yep. We don't want every... You know, we don't want a ton of fridge space. We're not even looking for cooler space in liquor stores. Yeah. You know, we don't want a bunch of retail accounts. We want to build this business in this vision and and work with people as appropriate. And I think I think that's a great mindset. Yeah, it's thrown some people for for a loop. Um, honestly, having those conversations across the bar when you know when we verbalize that, 
And they say, oh, can we find you in liquor stores? And the answer is like a hearty, hearty no. Right. <laughs> and not because we can't. <laughs> right. I think Jason and I have said this before, yeah. but the literal, literal hundreds of millions of cans and bottles of packaged beer that have passed uh-huh. beneath our hands. There's not a lack of... Yeah, you guys um, know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> it's, it's just... Uh, it's shocked some people that we aren't running right out to liquor stores, and it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Um, right. You know, we, we've developed a few relationships to, to have our beer served at some, some restaurants in the area that it makes sense where there's a connection. You know, a Brewski's on 26th and Youngfield is, is pouring our French French Saison, um, and that's been a good relationship to kind of open the doors. That's a very nice. craft-centric family restaurant. And so those sorts of relationships, sure, we're going we're gonna to make those partnerships. But again, it's about sharing, growing, and learning, not like permanent tap handles and undercutting right. people and cleaning lines <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, yeah, we're not big enough. We don't Some have enough volume. To even, in, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough volume to even swing that bat. Well, so. you're talking about my old hood, which always makes me happy. Uh, I grew up 16th in Youngfield. Right. So, I mean, yeah, right down the street, Abruski's has been there forever. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's like a neighborhood institution. So what a great connection to make. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, it is. And it's, you know, it's just far, far enough north out of our kind of immediate footprint that people will see our beer and ask about it. Sure. And, um, and hopefully they'll enjoy it when they're, when they're tasted on it. Yeah. And they go, okay, this is not that far. Yeah. Exactly. I can make this jaunt out exactly. here and, and find out more. That's really cool. Jason, as you've taken over being head brewer, right? And you laugh. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Does that feel, does that title feel weird? Yeah, because I'm terrified of it. <laughs> well, yeah, title is uh, it can be intimidating. Yeah, but um, you know, as being sort of the dude in charge here, what in the brewing process has been most surprising for you? Like anything that maybe you took for granted when you weren't. Like the the sort of main decision maker. I still like it. I still like the process a lot. Recipe writing is has always been a stressful thing for me because stepping into like writing recipes is is new. I've always like I've, I'm the fine adjust, and I've mm. been really good at that. Like I can take a framework and really work with it, and you can tune it. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's where that stress that I was talking about earlier has kind of been coming in. Like, oh god, yeah. Ooh. Yep, it's all on me, man. If this isn't good, everybody's gonna be like, "That guy is the one that fucked this up." So <laughs> that's uh, you know, on un- untapped. And that's exactly uh, <laughs> what we do too. Yeah, totally. That seems like your your philosophy. But you needle the shit out of him. I have been I've been surprised because I, I still feel like I get to brew on days when I'm brewing. Like, yeah, I don't have to do this. I I enjoy it. And even on a couple of days where I've been throwing a couple of curves in the brew, I'm like, oh, all right. Well, that's how this batch is going to work out, and we'll just go with it. But it still feels good to catch little things and be like, oh, i got to catch it here. So just the fact that I I haven't gone sour on it has been really nice. That's good. I'm struck by a couple of things. One, do you remember that Dennis Quaid movie, The Rookie, where he's like the old man baseball player? (laughs) Yeah. sure you get this all the time. But uh, (laughs) – He's uh he's having sort of a crisis of confidence, but he shows up behind this younger ball player, and he said, "Hey Brooks, you know what we get to do today? We get to play baseball." And yeah. he's really excited. So you show up every day. It's like you know what I get to do today? I get to brew beer. There's been some of that, I mean, and and I'm lucky to be surrounded by a bunch of other people. You know, in in the business and outside, like. I know a lot of people that work for themselves, and I've been doing some side work with one of those guys, and we were on our way to go 
literally to scrape stickers and chemically remove adhesive from the side of semi-trailers this morning. And he looked at a cement mixer on the way there, and he goes, I love seeing those because it reminds me every day of how much I love not having to work in cement and concrete <laughs> anymore. And I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> you're still doing that this many years in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no joke. And I was thinking about one time I was in the brewery, we were probably getting ready for an interview or something, but uh, you said you were doing dust control, right? You were just you were spraying down like the outside of a tank. You were just wiping it down. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, eh, just a little dust control today. And I remember thinking about stand-up comics because stand-up comics will go up at 1 in the morning in front of like four drunk people and tell their jokes because they love the process. And not everything is standing up, you know, getting huge laughs from big crowds. But it's putting in the time, and you have to love the process, no matter what the process is. And so much of brewing, Brett, I remember it was like episode 16, you were on my show, when you were working for another brewery. And you said, when people picture brewing, they picture, you know, adding hops, you're up on the brew deck, you're stirring them in. Yeah. That's what, like 2% of what you Yeah, do? you're up there like dumping and cheers in each other all day long. God, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Man, no. I love brewing. You're on your hands and knees trying to get some spot that you just realized you haven't cleaned in a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how much of it is just raw cleaning, right? A lot, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like vacuuming a floor. You know, I, as much as I hate carpet in a house, it's great for the satisfying feeling of a freshly vacuumed floor. I'll give you that. Um, it's not necessarily like I don't, I don't like enjoy necessarily washing my car, but I love yeah. having done it. Ooh, yeah. Like when your when your car is done and clean and just it's like a shiny dick out there. Yeah. You're like, look at that. I did that. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you wipe it down with a chamois and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's satisfying. So I get it on some level. I'm not going to dedicate my life to it. <laughs> but uh, to that end, you have to love the process, whatever the process is. Yeah. Sometimes I love sitting down with an edit. An edit is arduous. It takes me forever to go through this thing after we're done talking. What we're doing now, this is me up on the brew deck. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, this, this is me pouring the hops in, you know, cheersing my friends with the sunset behind us. <laughs> totally. Right? Nobody's going to see you in a couple of nights at two o'clock in the morning, hunched in the dim light of your computer, yeah. clicking away. <laughs> Look, looking at a waveform. <laughs> yeah. Uh, removing ums and uhs and pauses and going, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why? <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is just arduous. This is a nightmare. But no, I mean, to your point, you have to love the process. And so it's great that the process hasn't soured for you. No, I mean, still, I, as much as I love sitting down with finished product with other people and them either enjoying it or getting some constructive criticism and feedback, it, working through things, because that's still part of the process. Both of those, I like that earlier part when it's me and Liquid moving around in the brew house. Yeah. I think it's getting easier. I mean... There, you know, this first eight, eight, ten weeks was a crush of a lot of things, and a lot of things were new, and a lot of things were getting figured out on the fly, which inherently leads to whoopsies and I forgot yeah. and or just plain didn't happen, and and so you, you know, I know we're both each like I'm my own worst critic and hardest, you know, disciplinary, and Jason's the same way. Oh, dude, that's, um, that makes three of us at the table. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it was really hard there. I think there was a couple, you know, there was some spots where a little bit of that snowballed, and it was like, it was hard. It was hard to, like, okay, just get up and do it again. Like, 
because it was a lot of also new mistakes and mistakes that right, rightfully were just learning curve stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we know how to make beer. We know how to make great beer. That was the thing that was like, okay, this is going to be the easy part. Well, it's still not easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's still not like, you know, this shit happens in our sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, I think, I mean, I feel at least in the last couple of weeks, we've, you know, we're looking forward to the summer. It's not just the season changing, but we've reached a point of, we checked a lot of boxes of like, okay, we got through this little mistake. We got through this little hiccup. Uh, this was a curveball we didn't see coming. Like a lot of business stuff that's new to, for Jason and I, yeah. and, and maybe not new for a lot of other entrepreneurs, but it's new for us. And a lot of strange, like, beer adjacent and brewery adjacent people come out of the woodwork and scenarios come out of the woodwork. Um, and so we're starting to see those and be able to react to those. And it's feeling less snowbally. You know, there's always the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just, it's getting brighter every day. And, uh, yeah. and so that's refreshing. Like, yeah, having not gone sour on the whole process, um, has, has been good, but it, you know, it was, not the easiest. <laughs> no, there were a couple of threatening moments where I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. I, I mean, I imagine one of the things that was most fascinating to me from your origin story was you're trying to apply for a liquor license at the state level right at the same time that grocery stores and convenience stores are allowed to sell full strength beer. So everyone and their brother is applying for a permit. Yeah. And that's not something you necessarily could have anticipated. No, not not in that way. We also couldn't have anticipated that the LED was going to shut down for the last two weeks of the year to move oh, right. their office. And like, yeah, it was all those little things where it's like, this is what it is and it happens. Yeah. But there's only so many times you can tell yourself that and still still just brush it off, yeah. you know, be a duck about it. Like, yeah, you can't just slough it off at a certain point. <sighs> yeah. And, and it becomes something of a crisis, yeah. like to, to whatever extent that you, you will allow yourself to dwell in it. And knowing what I know about what you just said and myself, I tend to stew in it for a little longer than I probably should. Yeah. So oh, I prefer yeah. existential crises. Mostly. <laughs> just full blown. Yeah. <laughs> not, not leaving bed today. Yeah. puppies on either side of you. Well, <laughs> the the episode before this one was the one where I just, and I haven't listened to it, but uh, where I talked about what my depression felt like and what it was like to come out of it. And so I know that in my bones. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. It's hard to have faith that you are going to come out of it, yeah. but you do. I mean, as, as long as you're willing to put your spade in the fucking ground and turn over the earth day yeah. after day, you will. So I don't know. I, I applaud you guys because what's funny is people ask me all the time, you know, I want to start a podcast. How do I do that? I'm like, just fucking do it. Right. right. You, you've got to have the wherewithal to actually put pen to paper or whatever. That's not even applicable, <laughs> but to, to take the steps to actually like start making it happen. As long as it lives up here, yeah. you're not going to get anything done. Yeah. You guys have done something that everyone has fantasized about that everyone has talked about uh, if you are a beer lover of any sort i mean i Kristen and i have talked about the lineup of our beers we've brewed one beer here poorly <laughs> like <laughs> we're not even good at it we don't even like it but we know what our brewery would be right oh yeah right we we sort of know what the name would be we know what our lineup would be so, and what's funny is I don't think either of us has yet done the thing that everybody says they're going to do when they have their own brewery and just put their head under the tap 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> and their head under the faucet <laughs> and just yeah, do the party gumbo. Yeah, either. exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it, we're gonna sure have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, close the doors one night and yeah, have a couple of folks over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, wow. That's an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, speaking of you know what we do all day as brewers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, do you guys ever get burned out on beer? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's very rare, but I'll go through a period every every now and then where I'm just like every one that I drink. Yeah. Oh God, dude, I'm so full off of this. I can't. Yeah, but I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like I, I I'm don't want another waster, beer, but, but I mean, if yeah. you set one down, I would probably still drink it. My dad told me when I started writing on the internet and I wrote every week. Um, he said, "Look, I know you've always wanted a weekly column." But having a weekly column is like being married to a nymphomaniac. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're right. It's fun for a while. But yes. after a while, you're kind of going, oh, Jesus Christ, this again? That's yeah. Hell of an analogy. Didn't I just yeah. finish this last yeah. one? Like, like, yeah. Are we doing this again? Like, really? Okay. Yeah. The, I feel that way about every time. Like, and, and <laughs> of course, it's fine because it's what we're doing. But every time Brett's like, yeah, we're going to new recipe. We're going to do, do this new beer. I'm like. Fuck, man. <laughs> we just made one. There's like three back there in the tanks. What do these people want? <laughs> You're like, come on. We got a whole lineup here. Yeah. Oh, Mix yeah. some of those together. This, this is different. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do yourself so, a beer suicide. I think, uh, you know, to, to speak to that, one thing that I think we've kind of, like, our eyes have opened to that's been been fun to kind of help keep things fresh, even though, I mean, it's a brand new business, but we've been doing this a long time. So there's no yeah. real, like there's nothing brand new about, yeah. Recipe development and making new beers. Right. Um, is some of the event stuff that we're actually, you know, now that, you know, we own a business that can give back and be a part of the community and a meaningful part of the community in the way that we want it to and have like, you know, impact in, in our, you know, our realm of, of influence, it's that's becoming pretty fun. You know, you get to focus on some of this other stuff that's not beer related. Yeah. Um, you know, we did the, you know, with the Colorado veterans partners, we did the freedom, uh, freedom fest and the Memorial day March, uh, in July, we've got, uh, on July 31st, it's never forget Tony Sly night. So, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing a fundraiser for the Tony Sly music foundation for kids, which is like, we're getting a bunch of local musicians together to do some cover songs and, you know, stuff like that where it's like, okay, it's beer related. We're, we're, yeah. it's in, you know, we're involving it. We're having it at the brewery. There'll be beer stuff happening. Mm -hmm. But really, the core of what we're doing is, has nothing to do with beer at all. Um, you know, Jason's been working on a bunch of bike, you know, bike rides and, and other things to bring the community together as a, you know, the, the brewery being the place to do it. But the things that are happening around it are much more meaningful. Sure. Um, so that's been fun. And we're just now starting to kind of get to see that stuff, like, actually take shape. Um, you know, we had a fundraiser for the Alameda High School Visual Arts Department last week, which was super cool. Wow. Those sorts of things are like, all right, now that we've got, you know, we've got the tanks full, we've got the new recipes, you know, we kind of have a, a, a plan for the next six to eight weeks. What do we want to do that's fun and meaningful? Yeah. And uh, all the things that, we, you know, we said we would want to do. Yeah. Um, it, and it's been kind of, we've been presented with other new stuff that's, been interesting to us that we're trying to jump into as well our our farmer that takes our yeah. spent grain is this man of an absurd oh, number of hats and we did this <laughs> in out he brought us this idea is the in out talks and he said you know you come in 
You'll talk about something that's going on in the brewery. I'll talk about something that's going on outside of the brewery. doesn't necessarily have to be related, but we can figure out how to relate it, and then we'll field questions and have that thing. Nice. A few people Super came fun. up for the first one. It was really nice. You know, it was kind of – I have a feeling that just like what you were talking about earlier, too, after doing a few of those, those are going to be a lot easier for us to do and we'll be yeah. more comfortable. So, yeah, it's been cool just having stuff like that that people kind of bring also and say hey, – does it sound good to you? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I love that. That was my favorite part of my corporate job was I got pitched all the time for people who wanted sponsorships or worked with nonprofits or whatever. And I always said to him, I'm like, look, I get to be in the crazy idea business. That's my favorite part of my job. Bring me your craziest idea. And if you like, but have it fit, obviously, like it can't be just a total non sequitur, but if, if you can get it to align with what we're kind of doing here and I'll give you sort of the chapter and verse about that, but give me your craziest idea, and I get to go pitch that. That's my favorite thing. Right. It's yeah. you guys. I mean, you get to come up with the crazy ideas, or you get to solicit crazy ideas from the community and be like, fuck it, let's try this. That's awesome. Like, that's a great place to be. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. And the community has had no shortage of, you know, ideas and input um, and, and, and desire to want to hang out and do fun stuff. Um, you know, we're throwing a, somebody's birthday party at the brewery in June. We have a wedding. Yeah, we're already doing wedding a wedding. Thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. you know? it's, it's crazy fun <laughs> stuff like that that it's like, okay, that does kind of take away from the monotony and the like day in, day out sure. turn of like. The grind. Yeah, make the beer, clean the tank, yeah. throw the kegs around, curse because you dropped one, you know, into, yeah. some, into another one and they all fell down. Go right. drink a beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it again cool, tomorrow. Cl- close the cooler day, cooler door. Walk out. Pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Come back tomorrow and deal with it. <laughs> Brett, you and I were good at that at the city. Oh, um, yeah, it's like uh, Carson and I walked in on a disaster one time in the in the men's room, and he's like, "We were never in here." And I go, "No, dude." He's like, "We were never in here. It's never happened." I go, "All right." <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't feel good about that, but you technically outrank me, which is a crime. <laughs> we could be in there messing with that. Though. Yeah. That? Uh, okay. Um, in terms of you guys have been open now for two months, who are the types of people that, and I don't obviously don't give names, but who are the types of people that annoy you the most that come in the, in the doors? I hate know-it-alls. Yeah? Know-it-alls <laughs> that either want to horn in on somebody else's conversation or just, I don't know, man. People get really excited, and I feel like sometimes it's not intentional, but sometimes it is intentional, and somebody's just trying to show you how much they know or how oh, much more they're chesting they up they, almost. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, why are you here? And yeah, I think it's fair to say that in that situation, too, dude is definitely a gender specific term. It's right. usually a dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but yeah. well, just like, why are you here, man? Have a beer. Yeah. It, do you like it? Like we can talk about it without you being a jerk about it, you know? Well, and to your point, you were closing in on something there that I find interesting. If two people are having a conversation where, you know, they may be getting a couple of the facts wrong, you know, like it's the wrong kind of hop or something. And then some, like the red shirt guy from BlizzCon comes in and is like, um, actually, and you go, shut up. Well, actually, actually, I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole, but (laughs) that's a Southern hemisphere hop. Oh God, go fist yourself. What are we even, why? 
Like, just don't be that guy, man. Yeah, it's just, it seems like it takes too much. Maybe I'm too lazy for that, but <laughs> <laughs> to deal with it or yeah. to be it. I think it's a laid back thing. Like, it, I think that it's part of why we probably get along is because that is just so off putting. It takes so much energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, the more nuanced part of that scenario that is tough to watch and even more aggravating to be the person who the trap is sprung upon <laughs> is people who that come in and set a trap for you by asking really obscure questions, not mm. necessarily about beer or even, you know, in this scenario, it's likely about beer, but it's like, you know, we have some new staff, some folks who aren't necessarily super well-versed in the right. beer industry. They are really into customer service and they're great at their jobs, but they may not know the ins and outs of all the hops and bittering additions and things that Jason right. and I can speak to. And so it's frustrating sometimes to, to overhear. Or Man, to, I might to not see. even be able to speak to some of that stuff. I write yeah. this shit down for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> to see people kind of spring a trap and, and test their knowledge or right. whatever. And it's like, you know, if you really want to, to go down that road, they'll, they're going to pick up on that, that line of questioning and they're going to say, you know, Ask Brett or Jason the next time they're around. Sure. Um, but th that that's just, again, that's just, you know, it's a part of it. And, and it's a super small part of it. it. Is. There's it's one, of those, one of those guys for every, you know, couple of hundred, 300 sure. people that walk through your doors. So. And, and it, I think Jason, you know, alluded to it. Nine out of ten times, it may not even really be intentional. Uh, right. It's just that's that's you know how some people strike up conversation, and it's it's a way of asking questions that sometimes can feel um, like you're you know you're being primed for you know disaster. But yeah, yeah. All I, in all, we have a great group of people coming through, and the neighborhood's really turned out. And we we you know we love the crowd there, and uh, the support and that kind of interconnectivity has has spawned a lot of really cool friendships and relationships already right out of the gate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I you, I think you're right. A lot of times people don't realize they're doing that, but the ones who do. Yeah. Like the and and you can you can tell. Yeah. You really can tell when somebody is actually trying to do it. Sure. I've watched Jason do it at a bike store before. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, tangentially That's not a ten spoke crank, is it? <laughs> tangentially, it reminds me of uh, if you're gonna feel bad for actors. I think the actors you have to feel worst for are the cast of The Big Bang Theory. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. granted, they make a lot of money, but imagine like some scientist asking them like a point that they said in their dialogue, and it's like, "Look, I'm an actor, okay? I'm not actually a physicist. <laughs> like, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not really a genius, okay? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So you're gonna have to take a, this up with the writers. Yeah, I'm a middle-aged man well, see, in a t-shirt. All of that, all of those problems like that, and that's, I guess. I could have made it a lot easier. I don't like people that take everything so fucking seriously. <laughs> totally. And so personally. Yeah. God, like Game of Thrones and all of that <laughs> stuff. And Big Bang. I mean, at least the people from Big Bang Theory still get to hear, oh, I love you, even though you're not actually a genius. Yeah, totally. Like, people want to kill everybody that was on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, there's like a petition. <laughs> to like You got to remake the last season. It's like the 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 sense of entitlement just <laughs> yeah. kills me. Do you remember? I mean, I just remember not liking something and not partaking in it. <laughs> totally, you know, just live and let live. As long as it's not hurting anybody, it's it's a fantasy television show. <laughs> <laughs> they they it, they owe you nothing. They've asked nothing of you, right? So, it's there for your enjoyment and your entertainment. Take it or leave it. You, like it's you guys didn't sign the petition. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> never mind. No, go wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> 
What did you hear about? I guess at the time this goes on, it'll be it will have been a week ago then. But uh, the news guy, the weatherman, that had to lose his mind on yeah. air because a bunch of people blew them up on social media because the tornado warning the other night in Ohio interrupted The Bachelor. Yeah, or oh, no. oh, that guy's a hero, man. And he was like, like "Are you kidding me? <laughs> People's <laughs> lives are at stake." But yeah, priorities. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. So, um, what do we got coming up here? So, you mentioned a number of things you got coming up. Uh, the the Never Forget Tony Sly Night. I will definitely be attending that because that's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Although you have to warn me if you're going to play that Joey Cape singing International U Day. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll make its rotation, but because, just bring I'm, a hanky. Yeah, everyone will be oh, weeping. Everybody's going <laughs> to cry that now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, although for my money, Strung Out won that album with that oh cover of Soulmate. Yeah, um, no, that cover of Soulmate is, I mean, by far one of the best. I think I've openly said it in the public it's the best cover song ever yeah i (laughs) and that's a hard song to improve upon but they somehow found that found another level to take that one you know eight drum triggers and like double time that's how you fix that one wow i didn't understand what you just said (laughs) somebody did (laughs) he's cool guy in you right now watch out (laughs) um actually what that drum i don't even i can't even repeat it um, so you're an audio right <laughs> there's a microphone here. sadly i am and, <laughs> but uh no can't answer that one although i was this is just a funny aside i was at gabf and the untapped booth was there and the guy had this same recorder and so i was all like i was three sheets to the wind just it's gabf and he goes, I'm having a hard time doing this. And just, and I'm like, what audio editing program are you using? He's like, Audacity. And I go, Oh, I don't even remember what I said, but I'm like, you do this, go to this menu, click this, set it to this, and you should be able to filter all that out. And Kristen's like, watching you do that was amazing. It was like some Rain Man shit. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I even say? I don't know. I, I felt it was like Will Ferrell in old school. I'm like, I blacked out for a second. I need a beer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're getting off track. Um, What's coming up at the brewery? Where can people find you guys? This is the time on the show when we do plugs. Plug away. Um, on social media, we're at Old121Beer. That's Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, we've got some... Jason alluded to the Mexican lager with lime coming out. Grapefruit IPA. Uh, and then late summer, we're going to have a Nelson IPA with a bunch of cool fruit variants. Nice. Yeah. So that's some fun beer stuff. Yeah. I think you've got some stuff that we've kind of been sitting on. Mm-hmm. How's that stuff looking at coming out? Good. So yeah, we're uh, we have a partnership on June eighth with the Bloom Bar Colorado. They're going to be doing a flower arrangement in our patio area at two o'clock that day, and we're going to be tapping a small batch, so super small batch of a Belgian peach ale. And we have a couple of other like small batch farmhouse beers that are going to be launching likely once every like seven to 10 days just to kind of uh, kick off summer and and do some fun stuff there. Yeah. So some stuff with some Palisade grapes from last year. Yeah. Some other fun beers like that. Yeah. We've been trying to keep some stuff rotating through our cask engine as well to, Mm -hmm. you know, like pulling off some of the core beers and kind of running those through there for a little limited thing, a little different take on some of the stuff that we've been pouring. So that's been cool and learn a little bit more about the cask stuff. Yeah. Working through those. Yep. That's fun. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I want to close on this note because when you guys contacted me to do the campaign for your guys' launch, and, I mean, I think we were very, very successful in what we did. Yeah. 
that was one of the things that really helped me lift out of my depression because I was really down on myself professionally and I was doubting my skills. I was doubting what I could do. And you guys said, Hey, we want to do this. And you all were a pleasure to work with because you said right up front, Hey, we don't know this stuff. We're hiring you for your expertise, which is like a dream that a client would say that to you. (laughs) Um, and you gave me the opportunity to, to succeed. So thank you very much for letting me work with you all. And, oh, uh, and thank you shit. for continuing to being willing to do stuff like this with us. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you've helped us endlessly. So. Yeah, I, I think I've mentioned it a couple times. Like, that's another fun part of the brewery is like watching, getting to watch the community members who are are hanging out and visiting with us and drinking beers and seeing uh, seeing everybody's talents blossom. Like to know, I, I had knew you were in corporate communications, but yeah. I mean, really, when you see those words on paper, what does that tell you? Right. Not a lot to me, the layperson. Uh, so to see you execute what it is you do and, and like really watch you get, like get into your own was phenomenal to watch. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's just, you know, that's the sexy side of it, right? Just the same as, you know, cheersing on the brew deck, but, um, yeah, no, it was a pleasure to watch it work and, and, uh, yeah, we were super appreciative. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, Brett, you are still responsible and always will be for the very first beer I ever drank. It was in your basement. And, this is true. And as of this recording, um, it is the most recent beer I've ever drank as, as a result of you guys. So that's a nice bit of synchronicity. Right on. Hell yeah. Right on. So uh, you guys are doing great work. Check out the John of All Trades blog for uh, a full episode description, links to everything that they just mentioned. And uh, thanks for being here, guys, and continued success to you. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Thanks John. for having us. And that'll do it for episode 214 of the John of All Trades podcast. Big thanks to Brett Zardi and Jason Bailey for coming out here, sharing their story, talking about the struggles and the challenges of entrepreneurship, as well as the many, many rewards of opening your own business and following your dream. They have done something that many people only dream about, and that is unbelievably commendable. I'm thrilled to be a part of it. You can find links to all of their stuff on the companion blog piece. That's on johnofalltrades.us, J-O-N of alltrades.us. Also tag them on social media. So follow me there. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. That's J-O-A-T pod across platforms. We're available on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as a zillion other pod catchers. Our sponsor is 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Your one-stop shop for everything you need to do online. I can help you tell your story. Four Degrees helps you get in front of the people that need to see it the most. They can help you craft a message as well, but they know deployment. Whether it's online advertising, social media engagement, or anything you can do online, they will help you do it better. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Got a brand new episode coming up next week. It's a good one. Let's say it's transcendent, okay? There's a nice teaser for you. I'm going to leave it vague like that because I'm excited to bring it to you. So stay engaged with the John of All Trades podcast. I'll hear you back here next week. And until then, say goodnight, Tracy. That's good, Johnny.